0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Village Halls podcast, sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. My guest today is based in a slightly unusual village in that it falls within a rural location in the Greater London area, within the boundaries of the M25, so we'll certainly be talking about that. Steve Barnes is from Down and he's both a trustee of the local village hall and chair of the Down Village Residents Association. Before he retired, Steve held the position of head of open source operations at BT. We'll be talking mainly about some of the incredible things that went on in Down during the lockdown and how the community there really pulled together. Welcome, Steve, and thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Johnny, for that introduction, and I'm pleased to be here with you today.
0: Great. So, First of all, tell me about Down, Steve. As, as I said, it's technically a rural village. It's in a place that doesn't really sound very rural <laughs> at all.
1: Well, Down, Down is actually in the London Borough of Bromley, um, yeah. within the M25. And so people find it rather difficult to conceive of a village within the M25. But Down is a true village, Yeah. right on the edge of the London Borough of Bromley, Comprises of about 330 homes, about 1,300 people live here. Mm-hmm. And it's most famous for the home of Charles Darwin, who wrote On the Origin of Species while he lived in Down for the last 40 years of his life. And Down House is Bromley's top tourist attraction, would you believe? Yeah. And, and how long
0: does it take to get there from getting to the centre of London?
1: I guess, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only about half an hour on the train You, you out to a station called orpington and yeah. we're, we're actually three miles up the road from orpington
0: and does it have that kind of quiet pleasant vibe that you get in a in a village
1: it absolutely has a village vibe as, as many <laughs> people say about villages everybody knows everybody else's business yeah. Um, yeah i moved from an urban environment to rural environment and i find it completely different Everybody says hello to you in the street.
0: Yeah, which is which is unusual as well, being so close to London, because London's of course famous for its uh, <laughs> for the opposite of that is probably the most polite way of putting it. Indeed. Yeah. Now, and now I mentioned that the community there really pulled together during the lockdown. Steve said, so "Tell me first of all about the initial impact it all had on the community, and how also very quickly a, a kind of, kind of coordination team was created there to help the elderly." And the vulnerable, for example.
1: Yes, like any, anywhere else, um, the pandemic had a dramatic effect, closing closing everything down, the shops, the pubs. People were obviously working from home and all that sort of thing. I guess for us, the first priority was that the effects of the pandemic, what what those effects were for the elderly or more vulnerable members of the uh, the village. Yeah, because it's a village environment. Uh, We tend to know quite a lot about, or you can always find somebody who knows quite a lot about almost everywhere within the village. So we got together a group of volunteers and identified representatives for every single road in Down. And each of those representatives would make sure that the elderly or vulnerable uh, in their road would actually be looked after. So they would Mm. uh, knock on the door, check that they're okay, go shopping for them make sure that their medications are okay if if not go and um, obtain their medications for them and we used a combination of local knowledge people knowing people we even used the local postman to tell us you know where he thought the vulnerable people were because our postman is a very well known site in the village
0: fantastic yeah so it's that kind of good neighbourly nest that 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 happens spontaneously but but what you, in essence what you did there was you you made sure that that was that was happening and you, you you had all of the intelligence and everything behind that to make sure that nobody was left out
1: yeah my part was really just to try and bring a few folks together um, yep. who who could carry out that job and obviously look after a road myself
0: Yeah. And it it didn't stop there, did it? I also understand several locals got involved in making some much needed PPE or or personal protective equipment, of course, as it's called.
1: Yeah, you always find people who have skills to contribute. And uh, yes, some of the local ladies started making um, uh, face masks and various gowns, you know, that could be used by the health services. Yeah. And um would either give those away or, or charge a small price for them for the materials?
0: Now, talk to me about the pubs and the restaurants. Um, many, many of those across the UK, are, of course, have suffered as a result of the pandemic. But but the local ones there really stepped up to the plate, didn't they?
1: Yes, in Down, I mean there, there really aren't many businesses in Down, uh, but we are lucky to have two pubs. Yeah, um, the first one, the Queen's Head. Obviously the pubs during lockdown had to close their doors to customers, but that didn't mean to say that they couldn't carry on serving the community. And both pubs were very good at serving the community during this time. And the Queen's Head turned itself into a takeaway. Um, So you could obtain your hot meals, and you could get takeaway beer in plastic containers, which was very popular. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, several times a week, they set up a fruit and vegetable stall um, outside the front of the pub so that locals could to, could um, get their groceries. The Georgian Dragon, the other pub, once again was able to uh, cook and give people meals during the pandemic. But one, probably one of the most tremendous things they did was that they 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 supplied hot meals to the local hospital, the Princess Royal University Hospital in Orpington. Right. And um eventually delivered around about one thousand free hot meals to frontline medical staff. Incredible.
0: Incredible activity. And uh something pretty special also happened with the local farm there too i understand there was so much needed funds had to be raised and the community provided some support there too yeah
1: yes uh christmas tree farm is a, is a famous local farm it's a children's farm mm-hmm. where you can take the young kids along and they can you know see and pet the animals of course with no income no paying customers coming in they were they they run out of money to buy food for the animals because of course the animals still have to be fed during the pandemic yeah and so um A GoFundMe campaign was raised. I think initially it was aimed at at, at, at trying to raise £1,500, £2,000 to pay for food for the animals. Um, People were so generous, uh, they eventually raised over £9,000 for animal feed. So the animals, I think, were fairly happy with that result.
0: Yeah. And um, tell me about the food bank as well. Um, what, what happened with that?
1: Yeah, another resident um, uh, obviously was very concerned about families who were living on the edge during this mm. time and uh, set up a collection service in the village uh, where people could take along their, their groceries and other items. Um, and then she would make sure that it was all delivered to a local secondary school that was operating a food bank for families that were in need um another example of the tremendous thinking by residents here about their their fellow residents and and, and the families in, um, of those residents
0: no it's in, it's, it's incredible Stephen. It, you know it's it's fantastic to hear so many different stories and so many that just kind of confirm how good old community spirit is clearly far from dead and gone yeah
1: the community spirit here is alive and kicking and um just because you're in the modern age of Facebook doesn't mean to say that community spirit, uh, doesn't work. It, it work. You can get these modern technologies to help you generate, um, a fantastic community spirit. Um, I don't, I don't say that down is unique in the UK, you know, we're a village and I'm sure you would find many other villages have a similar community spirit. I guess one of the things you've been pointing to is the, the unusual nature of the community spirit and the village life. Um, within a London borough.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and I'm sure, you know, if we spoke to most villages across the UK, they would have very similar stories to yours and um, and also unique and different ones as well. So yeah, I would encourage anybody else, you know, who's got any kind of tales to tell. And also in this period that we now find ourselves in when um, when things are opening up. You know let us know and let's let's share this kind of good and positive message that i think is sometimes missing from <laughs> from all of this you know we get the six o'clock news and we get the, the doom and gloom and it, it's it's good isn't it to to be reminded of the fact that, that there is a lot of good activity and so on out there
1: i i think it's fantastic to realize that, that there is this community spirit and a willingness by people to pull together during a, a time of crisis you know <laughs> I would look up and down the road as we were banging our pots and pans for the NHS during the pandemic and just, you know, express wonder at how people do come together in a crisis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we, I guess we kind of grew up at a time where people would talk about all of this happening during the the Second World War and uh, be quite amazed by some of the some of the stories and so on you would hear and it, it's a bit of a moment in history from that perspective as well um i'm sure people will be talking about this period from a, a, a similar similar point of view um in the future
1: i think there are also there are also other things johnny because I, I i spotted now that people value um local businesses somewhat more than perhaps they did before so yeah you know buying from your local suppliers or yeah. using your local facilities seems to have come to the fore during the pandemic more so than it did before and I think that helps with the community spirit as well.
0: Yeah and, and and what about the village hall there as well Steve which is obviously an important part of the community?
1: Yes indeed it is an important part of the community but sadly I guess like every other village hall um, we had to close the facility during the time of the pandemic. It is I'm pleased to say now open again for business but of course uh, like I mentioned with the animals earlier on, um, the village halls costs do continue, although they were cheaper. We didn't have to heat the, the hall while it's not being used, mm-hmm. but there's maintenance and, and and other bills to be to be paid. So luckily, we were able to get a grant that uh, saw us through the pandemic, so that we could uh, keep the hall viable. Because as a trustee, you know that's one of our responsibilities is to look after the hall for the benefit of the village.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lessons, isn't there, that, 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 that have been learned from this, like that in, in, in terms of it's, it's vitally important to, to support those organizations. And, and also what you said about the technology, I think is, is very true as well. It, it's a, it's a useful tool, um, to have now, um, to, to support community activity rather than I think people in the past maybe saw it as being a faceless thing that um kept people away from each other but it can be used in a completely different way can't it
1: absolutely it can yes and in a positive way
0: yeah okay Steve well let me just say how it's been incredibly heartwarming hearing all about down um you clearly have an incredible community there and so I'd really like to just finish by saying congratulations to to everyone In the village who's shown incredible compassion and determination during what must have been well the most challenging period of most of our lifetimes.
1: Yes thank you thank you Johnny and uh, it's great to be able to uh, explain to you what we did and uh, as you said I hope many other villages and I, I certainly believe that many other villages up and down the UK will have done exactly the same and this is really heartwarming.
0: Yeah yeah I'm sure they will. And uh, thanks again, Steve, for coming on the show and for being my guest today. And, and that's all, folks, for this episode. Uh, don't forget about our wonderful Villagers photo competition where you could win £1,000 for your village hall and £500 for yourself. You can find out more about the competition on a special page on our website. And thanks, of course, to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com. And to online booking system provider, Hallmaster, who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast a unique listening community for Britain's Village, Church and Community Halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again in two weeks time with another episode so if you haven't already please visit the VillageHallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.